So as I said at the beginning of worship, today is kind of an in-between Sunday. We've just celebrated Thanksgiving, and next Sunday we're going to begin the season of Advent. And today we're just kind of leaning into Advent and preparing ourselves for uh, that season of hope and promise and expectation during which we prepare our hearts for the coming of Christ. We're going to spend some time in conversation and sharing around the tables today. Now just a few ground rules. Number one, we don't ever pressure anyone to share if they'd rather not, right? So if someone is just uh, wanting to listen, listening is a form of participation. So it's always okay to pass if you wish not to share. At the same time, uh, we want to practice the, the principle of step forward and step back. Does anybody know what that means? Step forward and step back? That goes like this. If you've been doing a lot of talking, what should you do? Step back and listen. And if you've been listening a long, long time and you have something you really want to say, what should you do? Step forward. Okay, And that is just a way of making it a, a safe and comfortable space for everyone to share to the extent that they want to. And we all have different comfort levels with sharing. None of these questions are that challenging or, or difficult. The first question is just sharing the story of your names. So first thing, go around and share your names so everybody knows each other's names. And if there's a story attached to your name, like maybe you were named for your great aunt so-and-so or, or for some family member or some famous person, or maybe you know the meaning of your name. And we're going to do this kind of quickly, especially at the big tables. You're going to have to go really quick. In fact, you might divide into two conversation groups around that table. Um, share the story of your names. Go. Oh, Jesus. 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 Oh, Jesus.
Another hand. Who was it? Eileen? Well, it was me, and that was not a particular name, but uh, it was a maverick and named. Yes. <laughs> and has to have children that are not named after somebody. Right. And how many, uh, there's so many family connections. Right. So, how many of you have a name that was for someone else in your family? You were named for someone from your family? First or middle. First or middle name, either one. About half. That's great. Anybody have a name that was like not for anybody at all? Your parents just liked it. Okay, there's a lot of those too. Um, let's see. Anyone have a name from the Bible? Biblical name? Quite a few of those. Excellent. Yes? No way? What did you want to share? Nothing. What was that question? I was asking No Way what he wanted to share. Turns out he didn't want to share anything, which is fine. Okay, so the next question, this one's really hard. Your favorite Thanksgiving food. Quickly, around the table, don't talk a lot about it, just share what your favorite Thanksgiving food is. Yeah. <laughs> 
turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, squash, cranberry sauce, turnip. I knew it. See, nobody likes turnip. Turnip. Um, what are they for? Green bean casserole. Um, what am I? Pumpkin pie. Or some other kind of pie. Indian pudding. What kind of pie? Pecan. Okay. What did I miss? Pecan pie. Pecan pie. Cherry pie. Cherry pie. Mock cherry pie. Now there's a story behind that one. Chocolate pie. Apple pie, apple pie. You guys are making me hungry. Okay. Something you are thankful for. Really quickly around your table. Something you're thankful for. Just limit it to one. One, two, three. Thank you. Amen. Okay, so Violet and Catherine and Evan are helping to pass around some sheets with a scripture passage. Um, this is from the first chapter of Ephesians. So a letter from Paul or someone writing in Paul's name to the early Christians in Ephesus. Um, so what I want you to do is to read it out loud around your table. It's divided into little chunks. So you can go around the circle if you want to and reach each person read a little chunk, a line or two. And if you'd rather not read, just pass when it gets to you. So read it out loud. Thank you. 
And then and we're going to spend a little time in, around the tables dis, discussing a few things. So, um, in the Christian liturgical calendar, today is the last day of the year. The first Sunday in Advent is the first Sunday of a new year. So next Sunday we're going to celebrate New Year in the Christian liturgical calendar. So we'll start Advent, and that moves on to Christmas, and Epiphany, and Lent, and Easter, and so forth. So, on the Christian liturgical calendar, this last Sunday of the year is called Christ the King Sunday. Now, I have mixed feelings about that because king implies a lot of hierarchical things. But, um, 
you'll notice in this passage, which is the passage assigned for today, that it's a very high, elevated idea about Christ, about Jesus. Who Jesus was, and who Jesus is, and how Jesus is at work in the church. So really quickly around your table, just share a word or a phrase that caught your attention as you were reading this aloud. Something that kind of jumped out and grabbed you. Just a word or a short phrase. No commentary about it. Don't talk about it. Just name it. Okay? Around your tables. Go ahead. consider together. One of them is what question does this passage raise for you? And or what's a message that you hear, a message for yourself, a message for Hope Gateway, or a message for the world? So two questions. You can consider them both or one or the other. What question does the passage raise for you? Or what's a message that you hear for yourself, for Hope Gateway, or for the world? Spend a little time around your tables with those two questions.
that you want to share? Eileen. Yes, why did you pick Ephesians 1.11? Why did I pick this passage? Because this is a lectionary passage assigned for this Sunday, and I liked it. I mean, I don't like everything about it, but there are parts of it that I really like. Well, tell us what you like. No, I want to hear from you first. Well, it is very poetic. It is poetic. It's the writers, I guess the King James Version or whatever. There's just so much poetic language. This isn't King James, though. No, it doesn't. Uh, okay. No, this is the Common English oh, Bible. Yeah. But there is poetic language, the eyes of your heart and all that. Yeah. I have a question. I, 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 I like to explain. Okay. I, I may or may not do that, but you can ask. It says, since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, this is the reason I don't stop giving thanks to God for you and I'm not reading Like well, I think this is the. Well, I don't. I'm not going to say there's a better way of reading it, but the context is, this is Paul, you know, the great missionary who's going out planting churches, and he's been to Ephesus, and what he does all the time is he writes letters to these early Christian communities all over the Middle East where he's been, and he's writing them letters of pep talk, encouraging them. You know, praising them, and when they're in, when they're uh, in conflict, sometimes scolding them and, and nudging them forward. So I think it's just meant to be. I'm hearing great things about the love that you're sharing and your great faith, and I am so so thankful for you. I think that's really what he's saying. It's a. It's he's offering thanks for this community that's doing good things in his absence. Yeah. I don't have to explain it, but Go. I, I question. The Holy Spirit is the down payment on our inheritance, which is implied toward our, applied toward our redemption. <laughs> now, Sarah really liked that phrase. That was her favorite <laughs> phrase. <laughs> you can have tea and battle that out. So that raises a question for you. Good. Any others? We like that phrase, too, on our table. What did you like about it? We like the idea that... Um, well, do you want to explain? Yeah, it was like, like it's the first thing that's 
you're getting closer and closer to God over time. First time I read it as my indebtedness. <laughs> then I read it and I was like, oh, God, that's cool. I'm not in debt. Okay. <laughs> good to know. Um, <laughs> so it was a good you know. And if you've got also notice that Sounds like you had some great conversation around your tables. We talked a bit about the power. There's a lot about power there and how, how power can be misused and abused and the distinction between the power of love and the love of power and how different those can be. Great. Well, good conversation around the tables to be continued. You might know... Oh, Nathan, go ahead. I was very much impressed by inheritance of in Christ. Inheritance in Christ. Yes. How it was planned by God mm. and uh, why God chose to inherit mm. in Christ and uh, in, in his plan when you are making a project you can look for all the ways and means to make things move smoothly. But why God chose Jesus? Why God chose Jesus? Yes. Yeah. And not other things. Yeah. So that, there's a big question, right? It's good. Marilyn? I think there's a big question at the end for the church. Yes. The final closing statement. Yes. That the church should be uh, everything that, that Christ is. Mm. And we fall, far short. we fall short, don't we? Yes. This came up at night. challenge for us to say, okay, what is God's will and where, where do we need to do more? Both individually and as a church. Absolutely. This came up a lot in the conversations at 9 o'clock too about the, the power in the church and how we often are asleep at the wheel and sort of missing. Not the power over, but the po- power to uplift others, the power to, to share love with others. So here's what we're going to do next. Um, You'll notice in the center of your table you have some paper plates and some art supplies. Special thanks to Laura Hamilton, our artist in residence, who coordinated all the details for this. Um, we're gonna, this is a two-step process. So first of all, there are some pieces of paper that you might choose to put underneath so that you don't get too much paint on the table. Don't worry if you get some paint on the table, that's okay. Um, the first step is to find the gold pens... Uh-huh. 
to find the gold pens that are at the center of your table, and there's just a couple, so you're going to have to share them. Some of them might even be silver. And write a single word that represents your prayer as we anticipate the Advent season. Think about a word that in some way encapsulates your prayer as we move on to Advent. And after you've written the word, now you're probably going to start with a white plate. The reason why there are some that are painted is because some people may not want to paint, might be intimidated by painting, and if that's you, you can start with one that Laura's already painted. But if you're okay with painting, start with a white plate. Write your word in the center, and then you're going to be painting over it with the paints in the center of the table. There is water to dip your brush in. Now everybody look at me for one second because I'm going to tell you about the paint. There are two kinds of paint in your table. The square one in the center, anybody know what kind of paint that is? That's watercolor, so you need to dip your brush in water and then take the paint, and that's going to make a very thin kind of watery paint on your plate. The other kind of paint in the little circle pockets around the outside is acrylic paint. And here's the important thing. Don't mix the paints. The watercolor and the acrylic shouldn't be mixed together. That's a mess. Okay? Repeat after me. Don't mix the paints. Either choose acrylic or watercolor. Now, if you want your word to show through, you're going to want to do a very thin layer of paint, not like globs of paint, just a thin paint, kind of wash it over. If you don't want your word to show, you can paint it more, you can paint it thicker. We would like, before you leave, to have both sides of your, paint, your plate painted, um, which means you might have to let it dry first and then flip it over toward the end of worship and paint the other side. Any questions? You're going to write a word in the gold with the marker, the gold marker or the silver marker, and then you're going to do a little painting on top. And at some point while you're still doing that, we're going to move on to some singing.